Hosts, D&D players, enthusiasts, and observers alike, and welcome back to Chronicles of Korea. My name is Emma, and I will be your GM today and every day that this wonderful campaign exists. Now, as per usual, let's go around our virtual table and reintroduce our players for this evening. So, to my right, as we always start, we have our wonderful centaur friend and his player, Tyler! Hello, salut, good evening, and bienvenue to our little madhouse. I am Tyler. I am playing our good four-legged friend, Carowin, and it's my pleasure to bring you more centaur antics this evening. There are always wonderful centaur antics to be had. <laughs> my brain was trying to process how to say centaur antics. And I was like, why does that sound so weird? Okay, moving along. We now have our wonderful half-elf and his player, Rosie. Hi, I'm Rosie. I'm playing Elon, the guard captain from the city of Freya. And I have apricots. I know that's weird, whatever. All right. I don't remember where Elon got those apricots, but... I don't know, but they're super freaking good. Oh. <laughs> Amazing. And now we move on to our spooky sorceress, Chatwin, and her player, G. Hello, everyone. I'm G. I am here to play Chatwin Darcy, and I really need to sneeze, and it's been hiding for the last 20 minutes. Help. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> do we need to do the scare you trick? The sense of acne to come out and scare you so you sneeze? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if it'll work. <laughs> Sneeze, damn it. <laughs> Sansovek commands you, or I will haunt your dreams for a millennia. This is an interesting TikTok. <laughs> I mean, it very well could be. This will go on the mental health section. What to do when you deal with the voices in your head. White girls that you might have ADHD along with it. Oh my gosh. I can't wait for the girlies of TikTok to diagnose me with mental disorders. <laughs> <laughs> Last but certainly not least, we have our wonderful human dad, Damien, and his player, Jeremy. Hi everybody, I'm Jeremy and uh, I played Damien. Damien is the Lovable dad of the group, uh, even though some people seem to deny it. And uh, he's going through a lot of changes. Indeed he is. And with that, we shall move on to our recap. So last time, our party members recovered from their night of fun at Tipsy's Tavern in the heart of Sea Reach and made their journey back to the Foxgrove Oasis. There, they discovered that the plague that they'd been unable to stop in Gribia had made its way close to where they'd spent their time up until recently. After sneaking past the guards that were putting up barriers around the city, uh, the party then investigated, saw what they could figure out, and then discussed their plans for continuing on into the desert. We last left our party at the point where they were spending the night outside of the Foxgrove Oasis, keeping watch for a mist that never came. We, we focus back in on our party as the sun begins to rise over the desert sky of the Foxgrove Oasis. 
And our typical morning rituals begin. Elon, you would awaken to do your morning exercises. Chatwin would be sprung awake by the usual cries of Santhavec that the sun has risen and there are things to do. Carolyn, we haven't quite figured out your morning ritual yet. What What is that typically? Well, I've been observing him. First he wakes up and then he rubs one out from both sides. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, that kind of makes what I was going to say a little bit less in- interesting. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> Some voyeur action going on. Okay. Well, you know, um, that does not happen as much as apparently Damien would be intrigued to see, apparently. Uh, usually he will get up very... I mean, I guess his, I'm not sure what his sense of time is in the mortal plane by comparison. So he'll probably awake at very odd hours by comparison, you know, because time, what is it? Is it linear? Is it made up? Who knows? So uh, he'll get up and he'll just kind of, he'll do morning stretches um, when he awakens to, you know, loosen up and limber up his horsey body. Uh, and then, you know, just observe if his surroundings are, you know, what his surroundings are like. You know, he is very much out of his home. So some of the things that he would normally do within the home cannot be replicated. But when he is out and about, you know, uh, as he is wont to do for his rescuing missions, you know, he'll make sure that the surroundings are safe. Uh, have a quick bite to eat. And if he's with others, he will usually be one of the earlier ones to be on alert. Otherwise, he will relax and maybe scribble a few things here and there in his little notebook observations, tracking notes. And at this point, he's just kind of scribbling information that he has, saying things like, looking for giant woman in desert, not sure if clothed or not, made of sand, question mark. And he's just kind of going through that right now. Fantastic. And with that, lastly, but certainly not least, Damien would awake from his snoring stupor to greet the morning. And and not to Carowin, rubbing one out. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I started paying attention at the wrong time. Excuse me. You missed the tie-in. It's fine. <laughs> she was saying what people were doing, and I was like, "Oh, I know what he, I know what Carolyn does in the morning. He rubs one out on both sides, one hand underneath the horse, one hand underneath the man." Oh my fuck! Okay, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back to my little hole. <laughs> <laughs> the four of you start into your regular morning routines, passing each other by in the camp as. You do. Uh, does anyone want to do anything particular before you gather to discuss your plan of action this morning? Uh, Damien would like to approach Carowin. Okay. Uh, hey, Carowin, I got a question for you. Carowin will uh, look up from his little notebook and he will look in Damien's direction and he will kind of be like, Good morn, Damien. Uh, how are you? And yes, certainly. What question do you have for me? Uh, your weapon of choice is a bow yeah why yes and he'll kind of reach for his weapon and uh, kind of present it he's like all right um i might ask to tinker with it later just a little bit i, I kind of like mid chat one's weapons and stuff like that so i, I kind of like to look at it and see if there's any way i can improve it 
Oh, fascinating. Certainly I have no problem with that. Just please let me know when you would like to take a look at it. Hopefully at a more, uh, hopefully at an opportune moment. I mean, do you want to look at it now or? Well, I'm not in the moment. I've got a couple other things I'm working on. All right. Fair enough. Just be sure to remind me and I'll be more than happy to lend you my bow. All right. Well, I'm going to go get some breakfast made. Lovely. Oh, I should see what goodies I can find that maybe can add to our breakfast. And at that, he'll kind of get up and he will look to forage around the area for anything uh, edible. All right. Make me either a nature check or an investigation check, whichever you would prefer. Okay, you said nature or investigation. Nature or investigation, yes? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I kind of have the same modifiers for both, but let me see here. I'm going to do a nature check. Okay. I got 22. Nice. Well, as you start to forage around, you realize very quickly that this isn't exactly the ideal area for foraging, as this is very much still, since you're now outside the town, you've entered more the desert part and less of the oasis area. So there's not as much plant growth or animal life outside of the city. Now, you would be able with a 22 to, as you're making your way off into the sand dunes, you would be able to find a small cactus that, being from the Fey Realm, you're not necessarily familiar with it, but you know that some cacti have can be edible once you remove the spines and often contain liquid stored inside them. Since this is one of my, uh, I have a natural explorer bonus, I can find double what I normally would. So does that mean I get to find two cacti? I would say that... A little baby cacti? (laughs) Let's say you find one larger cacti. Yeah, big one. So rather than finding one small, you find one large. Carwin is pleased and uh, he will work to, since he's foraging, he would have brought something to like carve or whatever or kill whatever it might have been if you found an animal. Mm-hmm. And he will, you know, kind of, he'll start removing spines from where he'll hold it. And then he'll kind of carve away at the bottom so he can bring it back and he'll just happily trot through the dunes back to the camp and plop this honka, chunka cactus in front of Damien and be like, I found food. Damien, you are presented with a large cactus. <laughs> He's just like, uh, I don't know what to do with that. Uh, Chatwin, can you eat a cactus? I can try. No, I mean like, is it edible? Oh, I, oh, um, I guess. I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a nature person, Damien. I don't know. Uh, I just, I didn't know if you, like, read it in a book somewhere or something. Elon, what about you? You know if you can eat a cactus? Oh, what's a cactus? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, try and see what happens. Uh, Damien's going to take the cactus, cut a piece off, and take a bite out of it. Okay. The native Arizonan in me is sitting here dying. <laughs> <laughs> And Carolyn, the one who presented, is like, apparently I'm chopped liver. My word doesn't mean anything. Guess I'm just fey. <laughs> just fey problems. Well, Damien doesn't expect you to know what a cactus is, so. So, you take a bite out of it. It's definitely not easy to consume raw. It's a bit tough. 
Is this like one of them really thick cactuses with the arms and stuff? Or is this yeah. like... This is this is a really thick cactus, and you have a bit of a tough time chewing it, Damien. But it's think of it like eating. It doesn't really have a strong flavor. Think of it like eating celery or asparagus, but it's really like difficult to chew because of the thickness of the cactus. Okay, he's gonna cut it. He's like, I mean, it seems kind of like a lettuce. All right, he's gonna cut it up and cook it cut it up into thin strips and like cook it as a as like a lettuce almost like a salad or a, not a salad but um like cabbage how you cook cabbage fantastic we're really showing our country our country here you know fried cabbage man <laughs> fried cactus <laughs> amazing you guys don't understand prickly pear like cactus jam we used to, like if you were out roaming the countryside you would just find a prickly pear cactus and you would just prepare it and eat it in the middle of like your summertime day <laughs> amazing yeah he's gonna cook that with some like meat and stuff that he'd have and soon damien you have prepared a very delicious breakfast Awesome. You don't want me to roll my cooking proficiency? I'm good. I'm good at it. You can absolutely roll your cooking proficiency. <laughs> I'm like, I have cooks utensils and everything. Roll for cooking. <laughs> okay. That's a 14. That's a really low roll. <laughs> I get a plus eight to my cooking. <laughs> Yikes. Well, you make a moderately delicious breakfast. The cactus definitely doesn't cook the same way you thought it would. But it still turns out pretty good. Awesome. He's like, Elon, Gatwin, breakfast is ready. Chatwin, if you'd like some, you can have some. But it's not like your snackums. I kind of want to just see how it tastes. All right. You take a bite. And it's actually not that bad. The flavor is a little strange. It definitely, you can tell that it's the first time Damien's ever cooked it. But it's not bad. And the meat's definitely good. So... Nice. I hope you know I was absolutely willing to just like eat a piece as is just to see what would happen. I I, I, I feel like I'm sort of in that stage of all this where I just kind of want to see what I can get away with. <laughs> you know, my body doesn't work like a normal person's body. I want to see I want to see what the limits are. That is fair. <laughs> and a voice comes into the back of your head as you're thinking these thoughts, Chatwin, and goes, that is a very dangerous way to approach things. If you are, you realize you can still die, right? Right. But it'd be fun. Would it really be fun to go eating a fucking cactus? We don't know. We haven't tried. <laughs> well, now you have. Mission accomplished. Not the same. Okay. <laughs> I move on. <laughs> <laughs> But alrighty, you all stand around the campfire, eating your breakfast. Okay, this is something I've been wondering since we set out on this sort of mission. I know now we're trying to find a giant lady in the desert. Where the fuck do we go? Do we just pick a direction and start walking? You, you didn't get a direction? I tried. He said it's unclear. It's somewhere in the deserts. At this point, Kerwin will ask, so he know he asked earlier about a map or something. Um, he's going to ask to see if, like, Chatwin had any notes for, or additional information, like what exactly was said about the general, maybe, area of the desert. That That's asking for a lot. It's been, uh, it's been a month since we've been here, so. <laughs> well, maybe Chatwin just doesn't really, maybe Chatwin just doesn't, oh, they were vague. <laughs> 
<laughs> G or G is the note taker. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. Okay. Oh shit. I just I forgot. G has here. all the notes. I was just flipping through and I just this is just all I found. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, for for context, that says tipsy equals hot tiefling girl, I think is what it said. Equals hot girl summer for Chatwin. In all caps. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna have notes, that's really the most important one. I love taking notes. I like to know things. <laughs> I don't think I wrote much useful stuff, though, actually, now that I'm reading it. I will refresh everyone what was said based off Chatwin's memory, aka the stuff I remembered to write down. So kind of explain that, you know, when I first walked in, I heard sort of an argument conversation about one of the men, the older one, I think it was, being a conduit of Raphros, um, and that his healing abilities we're not working on the disease, he couldn't do it, and that nothing was really working. They mentioned an artifact in the desert that can cure any disease that a creature, aka the giant woman, has possession of it, I believe it was. I'm not sure where in the desert, just somewhere deep in the desert. It was pretty vague, if I'm being completely honest with you. Uh, it sort of just told us a bit more of what we're looking for, not much on where exactly to find it. A wonderful DM. <clears throat> Can I take a look at the map that I think we may generally have and make an investigation check? I want to see if there's been anything that's either been like written or maybe like erased that might indicate that somebody had looked at something and just kind of see if there are any additional clues to indicate a direction to move in. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make an investigation check. Okay. Come on. Investigation bonus. Uh, 15. Damn. 15? All right, that's not bad. You take a look at the map, and nothing in particular is jumping out at you, but as you're looking, whoever made this map, and Chatwin has done a lot of correcting on this map as you've traveled, whoever made this map did sort of attempt to separate out regions. So you do see where the Foxgrove Oasis is, you do see where the city of Seareach is. And where the Andrus Isle sits. Now, taking a look at the region, there is a bit of... The majority of the Howling Dunes is all open desert. You don't know of many small towns out there, mainly since there's really no way for anyone to survive without a source of water, which most of it does not have except for the oasis and the coastal port towns. So really, the only clues to where you would likely want to go would be further north. As if you started traveling further south, you would start getting into the other... You would start getting into the sort of half grassland region that borders the Howling Dunes and the Sparkling Grove. That's not quite as fertile as a normal grassland, but still presents some sort of foliage and sign of life. If you wanted to go into the true desert, north would be your best bet. Okay. So after scouring the map and trying to decipher uh, Chatwin's numerous editorial decisions, uh, and after, you know, just kind of 
assessing everything. Um, he'll kind of he'll fold the map back up and you know neatly present it to Chatwin, which I forget how tall Chatwin is, but I guess it's going to be somewhat awkward if he's still like standing up because that's like kind of tally. But anyway, uh, he'll look at it and he'll just kind of say, well, based off of what I have seen on this map and based off of my knowledge of, you know, of tracking and doing rescue missions and, you know, for the Fae and the like, it looks like we only can really go more north if we want to get into the desert. There's not a, like, if what Chapman has said, if we are to believe what this random person who, you know, at this point, uh, the only thing we have to go off of, if we are to trust their narrative, then we can only really go more north to be more in the desert. So once we have you know, cleaned up and everything, uh, I am suggesting that we move and he'll just kind of shift and point in that direction, which will be more north. All right. Sounds as much like a plan, any plan that we've had in the past, which is good enough. Carolyn's going to kind of smile because it's like, yay, people are listening to me. <laughs> they don't think I'm crazy. <laughs> we know what we're looking for. We have a direction to head in. Do we have all the supplies we need to survive in scorching hot heat? I mean, you ask yourselves, I don't need to eat, drink, or breathe, and I'm resistant to heat and fire, so good luck to you guys. <laughs> Specifically, do we have any way to make water? <gasps> oh, oh, hold on. Um, is there any cactus left or did Damien use all of it? That's a Damien question. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Damien would have like left the outer skin of the cactus mostly. Okay. And left the outer skin since it has all the prickly pear thorns on it and shit. So there might be some re- residual parts that might have water still inside. Correct? Is that kind of what you didn't carve off? Not particularly. It sounds like he essentially cored the cactus and left the... Yep. (laughs) I cored the cactus and ate all the juicy parts. Damn. Okay. Uh, Carolyn is going to kind of have gone over to see and he'll just kind of pout a little bit because it's not there and um, he'll kind of come back to the group and I'm like, well, if I happen to find any more cacti in this desert, they do contain water. Even though they're not native to the Feywilds, I have done some research on these uh, plants and they contain water, and we can use them if we find them. And we are in need to, we can like poke a hole in it with like a sword or something and drink the water inside. Now, I can't say how much water it has, but generally larger means more. At least I think it does here in the material plane. Things get weird in the Feywilds. Got it. So, Elon, how many water skins you got on you? Just one, Damien. Carowin? Do you you have any water skins? I believe he has one. I just want to double check. He's going to look over at Chatwin and be like, you wash your hands all the time. Please tell me you have water skins. I look inside my bag at my flask of water that I always keep filled for hand washing and consider lying for a second just so they don't drink it. But sadly, nod my head. <laughs> and Damien's like, we will use yours as a last resort if we cannot find other sources of water. It's so purified. <laughs> All right. Don't make me wash my hands in sand. <laughs> Damien's going to like look in his bag to see if he has how many water skins he has, because I know he at least has two. Oh, okay. Dad is always prepared. <laughs> Yes, I have two. I have two water skins. 
<laughs> and he's just like, all right, well, he's going to look at one water skin that's got water and another one that I'm pretty sure I probably put like beer in or something. And he's like, fuck. Well, I got one water skin full of water and he's holding two in his hand. The sacrifices that must be made. <laughs> <sighs> Puts the one with water away and he's like, I'll drink this one on the road. And then I'll have to drink it. He's like, eventually I'll have to switch to water. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> Damien is going to smell awful. His fucking alcohol sweats out of his body. <sighs> Damien's just going to dehydrate himself until he can't anymore. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, and before I guess everyone sets out, Carolyn will help volunteer. Like, if anybody needs, you know, gets tired or needs assistance, he can offer them, uh, a, I guess, a, a piggyback ride, but I guess just a horsey ride at this point is what it would be. He is a beast of burden. Elon is going to take off his armor and just, like, I'm ready when y'all are. Alrighty. Yeah, Carowin is ready, is hot to trot. Damien's ready to go, and Damien's player is praying that I get to where I can use paladin spells, because then I can have water <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, chat when anything else you want to do to prepare before everyone sets off take off my outer layer tie my hair up uh. <laughs> i don't sweat but i still don't like how hot it is and how sandy it is <laughs> i wonder what rotten flesh smells like cooked in the sun Oh, that was that was not something that I was thinking about before this. And now that I am, <laughs> I don't smell. I take out my perfume and spray some on me. <laughs> Imagine Santhavec can smell it, too. Oh, I certainly can. Ah, I spray more perfume on myself. But I am used to my home was fire. Wait, do I smell? Have I smelled this entire time? Carwin, do I smell? Uh, he is going, well, you've doused yourself in perfume now, so he's going to, <laughs> he's just going to kind of, like, come up to you and start sniffing you. Like, he's he's straight up sniffing you, like, just around, like, your head, your face. He's going to lift up your arms and kind of <laughs> sniff under there. Um, and he's like, well, you you smell like, and he's just kind of, like, point to the bottle. I guess whatever that is, you smell like that. I don't really smell any residual, mm, I don't know. You know, you don't smell like, and he's just going to point to Damien, you don't smell like him. Oh, thank fuck. <laughs> Damien's going to lean over to Ahlon and be like, I think that's the most physical contact she's had since we've known her. <laughs> and yeah, that's kind of where he's going to leave, leave that. And like, However, if it is a concern, I will make sure to alert you the next time your, I guess, natural odor becomes more mm, aggressive or well-known. Okay, great. I don't really think I really have one anymore, but I trust you not to lie to me about it. So that's that's nice to know. Anyways, let's go. I'm I am so fucking built for this <laughs> this kind of journey, guys. I don't think you realize. I'm gonna be great. <laughs> Amazing. And as you all set off into the desert sun, scorching heat pounding down on you. You leave the oasis behind and find as civilization fades to your back, this monotonous pattern of sand dunes as you venture north. And as the midday sun starts to beat down on all of you, 
Uh, I am going to have to have everyone rolling uh, constitution saves due to the heat. Now, chat when you said you're resistant to heat in particular. I I was kind of joking about that, but I was going to ask, I do have fire resistance. Does that help me? <laughs> I would say in this instance, not so much, as it's not the presence of fire trying to physically burn you, but just the sun heating up your body to the point where your core body temperature is uncomfortable. Damien, you're wearing plate armor. <laughs> and you're drinking beer. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm gonna need you to roll a disadvantage, sir. You need a constitution check at disadvantage. <laughs> I can I can do that. Uh 15 at disadvantage. Okay. So I have a question. So uh with my with my lovely ability. Uh, I, desert is one of my preferred terrains, so I am more adept at surviving in such a region. So, let's see. Oh, darn it. Wisdom or intelligence. No. It would not assist you in con saves, my friend. I apologize. Yeah, I see that now. Ah, darn it. Okay, come on, Constitution. Do me a kindness. 20. Alrighty. Chatwin? 25. Oh, damn. I rolled a 19. Okay. Elon? Um. Oh, no. I mean, the total is seven. Did you roll a net one? I did. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Everybody's like really worried about it. I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay. Well, here I am. Somebody's getting a horsey ride. <laughs> I do not want a horsey ride. Uh, pretty boy just can't take the heat. If you're passing out, you don't got a choice, sunshine. Yeah, so Damien, Carowin, and Chatwin. Chatwin and Carowin in particular are actually doing fairly fine. The heat's not bothering you in any capacity. You're you're trudging along fairly well. It's nice out here. Damien, you're you're getting a little hot. You're not used to this brutal sun. I work a forge. <laughs> but it's nothing that you haven't powered through before. So at this point, you're sweating a little. But other than that, no one would know. Elon. I'm trying not to drink my water skin, let's say. <laughs> and in that stubbornness, you would find yourself very quickly slipping into points where you're wobbling on your feet. Uh, you're seeing black spots because you refuse to drink unless absolutely necessary. And it's getting to the point where you're dehydrating yourself past an unhealthy limit. Uh in my stubbornness, I probably do drink water, but I, I really don't want to say anything. I'm probably in the back of the group already. Mm -hmm. And all of you would notice Elon falling behind very quickly. Elon. What? <sighs> you alright? I'm fine. Sh sure. Do do you do you want me to carry you? No. Your face is so red. I want us to find the giant lady and go to hell home. I, I think you should drink some water. I I've been drinking. I don't know what else you want me to do. Elon, I hate to break it to you. You are so pale and the sun is murdering you right now. <laughs> are you sure you're okay? Do you want me to carry you? Or Carowin can carry you if you're okay with that, Carowin. 
Carowind's gonna trot on over and he's gonna slap his ass and be like, I am good to go. Hop on, friend. I am not, no. I'm good to go, ride me. Elon, don't be a martyr. Get on the horse. <laughs> I'm not getting on that. <laughs> don't call him that, that's just Carowind's ass. Elon, you have two choices. You can either ride with Carowind or I'm gonna carry you like a princess. Princess Carrie, Princess Carrie. Because no offense, you're the only other person who can take a hit with me. <laughs> I'd kind of like to have you standing. I'm going to do something, Emma. Okay. <laughs> what are you trying to do? Elon <laughs> takes a moment, actually breathes, hands on his knees, and just lets, like, just kind of glares at the whole situation. Breathes in, breathes out. And he stands firmly tall. Second win. Ah! All right. And just like walks past him and it's just like, everybody shut up and let's go. All right. Carolyn gives a nod of approval. Like, wonderful. Damien's going to shrug and be like, all right. <laughs> starts going. I motion Carolyn down as Elon walks past us and murmur to Carolyn, he's going to be sunburned to shit. <laughs> Carolyn's going to like whinny laugh a little bit, quiet, relatively quietly. It's like a small, like, <laughs> I, yeah, that's going to present another problem. Like, probably as you see, Elon, um, the tip of his ears are the only things not tan or red at this point. Oh, yeah, that's true. Elon? Yeah. Roll me a bit of a perception check, please. Oh, dear. Oh, motherfucking bullshit. Okay, I rolled a nine and you said perception? Mm-hmm. Thirteen. Okay. So, as you're... You're starting to feel the heat on your face, the rest of your body, where the sun has been scorching you. And you start to realize that the tips of your ears don't feel like they're sitting where they normally would sit. Elon stops for a moment. He'll keep walking then, and, but he'll grab his ears and look at them. You would notice that the adhesive that you typically use uh, as you inspect it. It looks like it was not made to withstand this level of heat for this long of a time. The adhesive is melting to the point where it is no longer sticking to your ears. Oh, no. Okay. I, I stuff the ears in my bag and I keep walking. I, I can't do anything about it now. So I'll, uh, we'll cross that bridge when it, we'll cross that bridge and when it breaks, I guess. All right. Can I make a perception check? You may, because I don't think Carowin has seen Elon without his ears. I have not. Elon's ears are falling off. <laughs> well, let's see how I do. <laughs> I got a, looks like a nat 20. Yeah, I got a nat 20. Carowin, you would notice as Elon stops and just sort of falls back from everyone and just peels off the full elf ear <laughs> that you've seen. <laughs> him have this entire time to reveal a slightly less pointed shorter ear. Much like Chatwin's. Yes, very similar to Chatwin's. Carowin is literally going to stop moving entirely and just stare at Elon. Elon and, Ch and Carowin have both stopped and Damien's like, what's going on? Looks back. What's happening? What? Is it? He's going to kind of like motion to his ears and be like, is that normal for your ears to come off? Oh, shit. Huh? Elon. 
I was like, his, his ears, they are, they came off. It just took them off and put them in his bag. Is that normal? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> should, I, should we be concerned? No, you see what happens when half-elves um, get old enough? It's part of their puberty, actually. Their ears fall off and shorter ones come in their place. Um, Elon's just sort of behind the curve. First off, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think this has something to do with the, the hometown he comes from. They're very... They're not nice to half-elves. Actually, I'm kind of surprised. I, I'm not surprised, actually. Aliana probably didn't have time to tell you. I'm a half-elf, but I have to hide who I am. Walk and talk. Let's go. He's he's gonna, you know, go over to Elon, kind of like place a, a hand on uh, Elon's shoulder and be like, I am just glad that it's not something related to, say, the mist or what have you. I'm glad that you are safe. I was very concerned to see y- your ears come off. I've never seen that happen before. And uh, I was a bit concerned. First off, thank you. Second off, please, let's try not to talk about it. Um, not my best area. And he'll say, my lips are sealed. And do like a little zip motion, throw away the key. And he's like, I think I've seen people do that when they're trying to keep a secret. Uh-huh. But no worries, friend. Y'all quit fussing over me now, please. It's okay. We're always going to fuss over you. <laughs> uh. Carolyn, if, if if we're off that topic, I mean, I can tell you about the one time my ear came off. It was a totally different situation that led to it. <laughs> uh, uh. Ooh, yes, do tell. And he'll kind of just like, uh, he'll start trotting up to, I guess, Chatwin, who's further ahead because stopped <laughs> and everything else. And he'll kind of look back to Elon and give like a thumbs up and then just kind of <laughs> trot back up to Chatwin to hear her story. Chatwin starts telling a wildly sad story that she doesn't realize is sad by going on like, so it was during one of my escape attempts and one of the thralls actually bit down on the side of my head and just keeps talking as she goes on. <laughs> At some point, Carolyn will have like picked her up to like bear hug, squeeze her and then put her back down with the heart wrenching story she's telling. I, that's a funny story. I don't understand why people get sad when I tell that story. <laughs> oh wait, and Carolyn never was there for um the the explanation of what Chatwin went through. So this is just kind of out of nowhere for him. <laughs> All he knows is that you've been maimed and somehow that's funny to you. <laughs> yeah, Chatwin's laughing the whole time. It, yeah, she's totally unhinged. Yeah. Carolyn's kind of like doing this is what mortals do when things look like are bad or sad. <laughs> Thanks, Aliana. <laughs> Learning so much. Right? Absolutely. Is there anything else anyone wants to discuss with anyone or do before uh, you make camp for the evening? No. All right. And as the sun and the sky go from their standard baby blue to more pinkish and orange hues, you find a patch of desert to make camp for the evening. Excellent. Damien's just going to lay down. Fuck, I'm tired. Just going to sleep on the sand. Carolyn is going to see if he can forage for some more cacti. All right, go ahead and make me another nature check. Okay, come on, baby. Where is my nature? There it is. 11. 11. Uh, You would be able to find a small cactus in your search, but nothing substantial. Okay. Um, I will still grab this little cactus. I will 
pluck the little needles out and kind of carve off the bottom, not to like let it, you know, leak out, but you know, at the right spot. And then he'll just kind of, you know, carry it back with him and plop it in his sack. Alrighty. Now, is anyone taking watch for the evening, or are you all just sleeping through the night? Um, I'll take a watch. I only have to sleep for four hours, so I can definitely. And you're not even sleeping. Yeah, I don't even sleep. I just kind of sit. <laughs> but yeah, I can take mm-hmm. a watch. All right. Is anyone else going to take a watch shift or just Chatwin? Uh, Carewin can. He's familiar enough with the desert locales that he feels like it'd be a wise decision to keep an eye. Alrighty. So, Chatwin, you sit down for the first watch. Go ahead and make me a perception check. God, every time I gear up to play Chatwin, I forget how dog shit her perception is. <laughs> every single time. I normally play high wisdom characters. Chatwin is just dog shit. She does not have a leg of common sense in her head. Uh, <laughs> Twelve. <laughs> Twelve? Your evening goes by fairly uneventfully. You do spot a couple lizards darting across the sand, but... Ooh, I want to catch them. Want to catch one? I want to catch one. <laughs> All right, make me an athletics check to catch a lizard. I just... Can I just use mage hand? To try to, because I'm not trying to move away from the camp too much because I'm still on watch. But I want to use mage hand and just catch one. What's the range on mage hand? Oh gosh, I think a lot. Uh, oh, thirty feet. <laughs> it's not a lot. Okay, I would say you would be able to wait one out so that it came within thirty feet of you. I just hold really still and I look like a rock because I don't produce heat or sound or breath. And you do manage to scoop it up with the mage hand, and it squirms. I just look at it for a while. <laughs> and that's it. That's all I do. The lizard glares at you until you let it go. But other than that, your night goes by fairly uneventfully until you wake Carowin. Nice. Nudge, 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 nudge. He will, his eyes will kind of dart open in his, almost like it's on a weird little swivel. His uh, neck will snap towards where uh, Carowin is and his visage will kind of turn back to his normal state and I'll yawn and be like, oh, mm, Chatwood, is it my turn for watch? Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And he'll kind of stretch and he'll like do his weird little horse stretches or his like front hooves will be digging the sand a little bit. His, you know, back end being a little bit up in the air and he'll just kind of shake himself off and uh, grab his bow and just start walking around the, the camp and uh, keeping an eye out for things. I sit down by the fire and stare at Jameson's skull for the rest of the night. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Chatwin, as you start staring into the skull, I'm going to ask you to make a wisdom save, please. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Our only thing to fear is Chatwin herself. <laughs> <laughs> the Santhavet coming out to play. <laughs> I hope not, man. That's pretty average. Uh, it's a 14. Okay. And as you stare into the empty eye socket of this skull... Your visions for the evening, they're normally very grotesque and violent. They're even more so this evening, as Santhavec takes you back to the moments where you you and your friends were bashing in Jameson's skull to begin with. Only the violence is amplified, and suddenly you start getting visions of things that are not necessarily yours, of battles that you never fought, but you can see through the eyes of, of these terrifying creatures being encased in fire and melted into the ground, nothing left but bones. 
And then after a moment of almost as if there was a lapse in your thoughts, it would come back to your destruction of Jameson as we move on to Carolyn. So pretty good night. Oh yeah, pretty solid night. <laughs> you are pacing around the camp. Go ahead and give me a perception check as well. So this entire time, I keep forgetting that I need to, uh, when I do things that are intelligence or wisdom related, to double my modifiers. <laughs> so that means, yay, better things. Okay, so that should be a 14, it looks like. All right. Your evening also passes very uneventfully. There really isn't much out here. Like chat when you spot a couple lizards, but nothing else. Okay. Unlike Chatwin, I don't feel the need or compulsion to catch one. Fantastic. And as the scorching sun rises once again, we come back to our party as they complete their usual morning rituals and whatnot. Elon, with that nat one yesterday, uh, I'm going to say that you will wake up with a point of exhaustion. Okay. Which means that you get disadvantage on ability checks. Okay, sounds good. Damien's going to look around and be like, all right, we're about ready to head off as he's like stuffing rations in his mouth or stuffing a ration in his mouth. Slowly looking up from the skull I have. Not even a full skull, just the face of a skull. Yeah, pretty restful nights. I put it back on my belt. Carwin, who's been keeping watch and feeling relatively refreshed, is like, I'm just being active and I'm good to go. Avon stands up. He didn't even do morning exercises. He does like really small stretches. <sighs> Ready. You sure you're all right, Avon? You look tired. I am tired, but we need to get this done. Oh. <sighs> Let one of us carry you so you can rest a bit. It'd be good to have you in top condition if we need it. Sure. Damon's going to look at Carolyn and be like, you want to carry him or you want me to? Carolyn will look at Damon and Elon and uh, say, I am fine with it. I know Elon has had an aversion to it, so it is up to him what he decides. If you don't mind, I will. Okay. Here, how about this to be fair? And he's going to hand his bag to Damien that has the armor. Yep. And hop on uh, Carowin. The only thing on his side are his, his swords and a water skin. All right. And uh, Carowin will kind of lower his horse half to make it, you know, as easy as possible for Elon to get on um, so that Elon does not have to exert any more energy than is necessary. And he'll just, uh, he'll say, because this, this is the first time Elon's ridden him. Chatwin has ridden on his back before believe yes he'll say you you may hold on to any part that you feel is most stable if you so you can hold on to my torso and he'll just kind of motion for his torso or is it or i do have some kind of main back here you can hold on to that or if you want to hold on to my side and lay that is fine as well whatever is most comfortable for you i probably should have gotten a saddle next time Elon positions positions himself the ride, doesn't necessarily grab on, just puts a hand kind of in the middle of the back. And I would say he he's ridden a few horses. He's not overly proficient or anything, but he just relaxes into it. And he's like, I'm I'm fine, Carowin. Please don't make this any more awkward than it needs to be. Karen will kind of nod and say, nod and say, well, you're a bit of a natural at this, but if you need anything, let me know. And he'll just start uh, trotting along with the rest of the group. We need to find this large lady. So I'll at least try to keep watch while I'm up here. 
Sounds good. Actually, Elon, do you have any idea of what this large woman could be? I'm not terribly familiar with all of the everything here on the material plane. Do you have any thoughts on what or who she could be? Or what? We're hoping she's a god or a demon. Same thing. What he said. Carowin will nod. Uh, a little disappointed he didn't get to hear more of Elon's particulars. Uh, but oh, okay. And he'll just kind of carry on and uh, yeah, he'll just kind of carry on. And he saw that little cactus in. Oh, yeah, he has the cactus. He'll also be like, oh, by the way, everyone, I found another small cactus. So if we need to replenish water skins, we can see how much water is in this little cactus and add it. All right. And with that, you all venture deeper into the desert. Um, I am going to ask for more constitution saves for today. Damien, if you are continuing to drink beer as well as... I'm sure the beer is out, but I'm definitely still wearing my armor. Okay. Then I will say... I don't think the armor would give you disadvantage on con saves. Would you consider this a forced march? Likely, yes. So heavy armor would give me disadvantage. Fantastic. So it's a 14. Without disadvantage, it was a 22. So <laughs> <laughs> With this constitution save, do I need to roll twice for disadvantage? You would not have disadvantage yet. Okay. So you just have disadvantage on ability checks. Oh, so okay. if you make like perception checks or anything like that, um, you will get disadvantage on those. But your con saves are not a disadvantage. Okay. Well, this one's a lot better. So yeah. Good. Chetwin? Uh, 19. 19 and Carowin. Six. Six. Yikes. Yep. The die are, the die are wild for me tonight. Mm-hmm. So this time everyone else is still tired but carrying on. The rest has done you well, Elon. And you manage to feel a bit better about your travels. Carowin, on the other hand. You start to notice yourself sort of sinking into the sand a bit more. And you realize that all of the constant pacing during watch last night has sort of worn out your legs to the point where you're really starting to, you're the one that's starting to fall behind today. And Chatwin and Damien are constantly finding themselves waiting for you to catch up at this point. Do I need to hop off? <sighs> I am not certain. I think I overdid it last night with my watch. I was pacing a lot. A little bit restless, I think. I don't want to say yes just because of the day before. However, I also don't want to overexert myself and be lame in case, you know, we need to spring into action or something. Let us confer with the, if you think that that would be best, and I can swap perhaps with Damien or take a short break if that is amicable with, us, with the rest of the group. I'll just hop off for a bit and we'll see how you feel. And Elon hops off. Alrighty. And you continue on until the sun sets. Now, to save time, this journey is going to continue for quite some time with... You all not really seeing much of anything. Within a couple days, you would all start running lower on water. Carowin, you would be able to find cacti here and there. But as you get deeper into the desert, they get smaller and less frequent, making your water skins run low. I am going to have you all roll me. Uh, we'll say that by this point, three more days have passed. So really quickly, roll me three con saves 
for each of your days. Carowin, you would have taken a point of exhaustion for your your evening of or your day of struggle in travel. Wouldn't eight hours of sleep fix his exhaustion though? Uh, so the way I'm doing this is uh, if they fail a con save, if you fail a con save due to the extreme heat, if you fail a con save during the day, you wake up with the point of exhaustion. So Alon's would have gone away with eight hours of sleep. Yes. Okay. And then Carowin has one for this day. If he rolls good. Okay. That makes sense. Yes. So you guys are rolling for the next three days. Looks like Damien's going to be a tired son of a bitch. Uh-oh. Because I rolled a disadvantage, right? So I got 19 for the first day. Okay. And then 11-11. <laughs> Who boy. Yeah. So, Damien, you would be carrying some exhaustion over for a couple days. I've got two points, right? Yep. So you've got two points of exhaustion at this point. So on the following day, I got a 20. Then okay. I got an 11. And then I got a 22. So a nat 20. Oh, nice. Okay. So you would not have on this day any points of exhaustion, especially with the nat 20. You would have slept it off the following evening. Yes. Chatwin, where are you sitting? 17, 24, dirty 20. <laughs> Damn. Chatwin is fine. Let's see what the issue She's, is. <laughs> she has no idea why everyone's struggling so hard, particularly Damien right now, who has two points of exhaustion. She is doing fine. Yeah, I have a movement speed of 15 now. Oh, mm -hmm. Yeah, your movement speed is half to two points of exhaustion. Elon, how are you doing here? So I have a plus six in my constitution. I rolled a seven, so that's 13. And that 20 on the second day. And then 12, 12 plus six, uh, 18. Okay. So yeah, you would also be sitting at no points of exhaustion. So it's just Damien that's really struggling here. I would say Avon starts taking over night watches, or at least half of them, every night then. Okay. At this point, uh, is there any conversations that would have been had over those three days that anyone in particular wants to have as you're still searching? Yeah. At some point, Elon's going to go, how long until we have to go home? How long are we going to look? What's realistic? Ooh. Damien's just going to kind of be like laying there and be like, I don't know. I'm fucking tired. Go to sleep, Damien. Yeah. We'll figure it out. That is a good question. Uh, pros and cons. Okay, let's think of it this way. What are the advantages to getting the magical item from the giant lady in the desert that cures all disease? And what are the disadvantages of not doing that? If we get it, we can heal any sickness that we all get. Maybe it helps you. Being undead isn't necessarily a sickness, but I appreciate the thought. Okay, then, I mean, it, it, you holding on to it would not make you feel better. I mean, I can't get sick anyways. Never mind, then. Yeah. <laughs> I I do appreciate the thought, but it it would basically do nothing. You, you seem to not like sick houses, even though you can't get sick. But, I mean, wouldn't that make you feel a little bit better? It's more of a mental thing, really. Um... Oh, yeah. boy. Okay. <laughs> Carol maybe you could help you get drunk. <laughs> Again, I, it's it's not like it. there's something currently that's affecting me from getting drunk. It's the lack of something, you know? <laughs> okay. How about this, then? The sickness doesn't spread to your family. Mm. 
the sickness doesn't spread to all the friends that we've made. Mm. And we are able to heal anything that we might find later on. Even if it's not just this sickness. Okay. So some pretty good advantages. Um, and then... Disadvantages. We die alone in the desert. Yeah, we might die in the desert. There you go. That's only one. Yeah, that's just one. Yeah. <laughs> Dying is easy. It's it's fine. You guys will be fine. Coming back is the hard part. I hope that doesn't happen. Fuck, can you imagine that happening a third time? But, you know, <laughs> if we die in the desert, that's easy. Anyone can do it. Anyone can die in the desert. So, <sighs> it'll be fine. In all seriousness, I I do think it's worth it. I can't say we're all doing badly. Really not trying to rub it in anyone's faces here. I really am not trying to do that. But it's I understand it's difficult for a lot of you. But, you know, maybe a few weeks from now, it, you know, it'll be fine. It'll be something you can look back on and be like, glad that's done and over with. Glad we did that. Mm. Is any of this helping? I'm giving it a week at most. Like another week from now or a week total? I would say a week total. No offense, we're going to get very sick just doing this. So I'd say after a week, we turn back, get some rest, stock up better, and then try again if we really want to do that. I can just keep going. Then you look for it. The problem is, is finding a large lady who might kill you. That's what I'm saying. I mean, if we re- if it really comes down to that, you all can keep going and I can keep looking. And if I find something, I can just sort of sit on it. The problem is that more worried what happens if you do find it and you can't tell us. I, uh, fuck that. I'm thinking of a different character. (laughs) He has a very good point, you know. Right. Um... I know this is might be weird to hear, or it's a little bit strange for me to say, but even if you are what you are, it doesn't mean that we can't worry for you as if you're different. Right. I just don't want us... Imagine if we came all this way and we decided to turn back and it was like two feet in front of us and we didn't even notice because we decided to turn back. You know what I'm saying? Then we weren't meant to find it. We'll do it again. Better stocked. Together. Karen will come up to Chatwin and kind of be like, I think what Elon's trying to say is that whatever you are, you're not immortal. And that is perhaps what's most concerning because you act even knowing you aren't as if you are. And that is what is concerning. You can be hurt, though it has remained to be seen, at least from my eyes. But that seems to be where Elon is coming from. And they don't want that for you. I chat went about to burst into tears. Right. I understand that. I understand that. I, I, yeah, we'll give it a week. We'll give it a week. That sounds good. That sounds great. <clears throat> you okay? I'm good. Great. Watch as Chatwin actually drink from the water skin for washing her hands. It's- I just have sand in my eye. There's sand sand. There's a lot of it. We're surrounded by it. There's so much sand. Keep telling yourself that. I've had sand in my eyes. So much sand. It's wild how much sand is around here. Who put all this fucking sand here? It gets in people's eyes. (laughs) Yeah, I agree, Damien. (laughs) As Damien's passed out. Karen wants to take a look at the map again to gauge kind of where they are in terms of like how far north they've gone for the desert. All right. Make me make me a history check to see if you can determine based on the map or in nature. I would say either history or nature to determine based on the map and what you can tell of the surrounding area. 
how far you've gone. Okay, nature's definitely going to be the one. Now, also, quick question. I know I keep asking. I'm sorry. Just maybe I'm being precocious. I don't know. But so. Tyler. Yes. Your questions are not a burden. Keep going. (laughs) So just to make sure. So again, this is related to this terrain that I'm familiar with. Since nature is an intelligence based, would that mean I can double the bonus? Yes. Okay. All right. So I'm definitely going for nature as I have a much higher likelihood of being able to recoup my losses if I do poorly. Uh, mm-hmm. Some listener out there somewhere is going, man, this group like tries to uplift and reaffirm everybody. And they're going, ugh, disgusting. what the fuck is that like? It's disgusting, <laughs> but I want it. <laughs> so with that being said, I have a 19. 19? All right. So confirming the position of the stars with how far you've traveled. At this point, you would say you're about midway into the wasteland. Okay. There's still plenty of way to travel if you decided to do so. The problem also becomes there's about the same amount of travel backward to get back to where you left. Got you. Uh, so I'll just kind of like relay that information to the party because we're talking about, you know, location, travel, things like that. And all of a sudden, you know, we've we're about halfway you know, up there. So we're practically smack dab. So then technically like looking at the map, we should be roughly smack dab in the middle of the desert by now or like the middle of that northern area by now. Yes. Okay. Too bad we can't drink the ocean. Uh, I mean, I guess Chatwin probably could, but we can't. Uh... So I'll kind of relay that information. And um, you know, since we're kind of central, I'll probably suggest like, well, if we're kind of central, you know, and if we're doing this for a week total, that gives us about two days. You know, we ha- I'm not sure how well we've in some cases we've just been traveling. We haven't really been searching for anything. So is this like a good spot to start? I'll kind of ask if this is a good spot where you should start like, you know, sifting around, looking for anything that kind of indicates civil- a civilization. Uh, anything unusual, ruins, etc. All righty. And with that, as you all start thinking about that, these next two days are going to be difficult, as at this point you're basically out of water, and Carowin, you would have run out of cacti. There's nothing here. No animals, no plants, no nothing. My cacti, no! So at this point... For the next two days, I am going to have all of you rolling your constitution saves at disadvantage. I don't have to drink or eat or breathe to survive. Do I still have to roll with disadvantage? I'll say with the constant travel and strain on your body, you will still be rolling with disadvantage. Damn it. So are we rolling? Yes. I got a 10 this time. That still doesn't do it. All right, that puts me at three levels of exhaustion. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, almost dead. Well, uh, I missed out. I missed out on another nat twenty. Uh, I got an eighteen though total. Okay, so Elon, you're still holding strong. Oh no, Carolyn. My rolls are all over the place. I got a five. Oof. Oh, I, that's one because I'm okay. Hold on. I just, I need to roll one more time. I miscalculated. So that's okay. We can't carry a horse. No, no, you cannot. We can eat them though. I'll say just bury me in the sand. I'll cool off. Just give me a straw. I'll breathe through it. Chatwin, what'd you get? 15. 
and 16. Okay. I mean, the other ones, those were, the other ones was like, I think it was like a 19 and something else, but I was, so I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, wait, we need to roll for two days? You will in a moment. I do want to give you guys the chance to actually search a bit. Okay. So if anyone wants to roll a perception check, but chat when you would still, even with a 15, be struggling at this point. So... It looks like Elon's the only one that's okay after this day. We had a rough start, but we're getting our shit together as we acclimate. My ears are probably melted at this point. So I got a 17 for perception. Nine. <laughs> I, I got a nat one on my perception. Ooh, and a nat 20. Uh, <laughs> you do take the nat one because you roll with disadvantage thanks to your exhaustion. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did good. I rolled a 16, so it ends up to a total of a dirty 20. Okay. Damien's just gasping for air and looking at his feet while he's walking. Damien? So, everyone else who rolled good perception, you wouldn't really see any sort of signs of civilization, necessarily. But there are certain things that are definitely strange to you that you haven't seen throughout the journey that you've been making thus far. Like wind that blows by that sounds like it's whispering. Little hints of footprints in certain areas that are quickly blown away by the desert breeze. Damien, you're at the point where you're full on hallucinating. You're seeing some of the craziest things there's a point where you come to the crest of a dune and think at the bottom you see your daughter sinking into the sand. Uh, yeah, y'all are going to see Damien like panic and start full sprint, probably like trip and start rolling down this hill. Damien! What, what, what is he doing? Oh, he's he's got that wild look in his eyes. He's, um, oh, he is seeing shit right now. Oh, fuck. And then he's going to start digging through the sand, trying to, like, pull her out. Elon's going to rush down this hill, probably try to slide on the sand instead of falling, and is going to attempt to, like, try to stop Damien. And just kind of, like, you you know, I don't want to say yelling, but, like, what are you doing? And he's going to be like, Elon, help me. My daughter's down here. Your daughter is not down here. There's no one out here. Stop. You're going to exhaust yourself further. Huh? Your daughter's not out here. I promise you. He's going to look again. <laughs> and it's just sand. Oh, all right. Gets up slowly. Sand like pouring out of his armor. <laughs> yeah, he helps you up. <sighs> then he's going to kind of like look around and be like, water. Starts walking in a direction. Elon goes over and tries to just at least direct him to the direction we've been going. All right. And you continue until you stop for the evening. Everyone except Elon taking on a point of exhaustion after their rest as you get up for the second day. Damien's hard to wake up today. Oh, no. Damien, are you at three or four points of exhaustion? I'm at three. I'll be at uh, or actually, let me look. I need to make sure. Uh, Let's see. One, two, three points of exhaustion. Okay. So at this point, for those who are listening, as they get further exhausted, they get different. Stacking effects. At level one, you get disadvantage on ability checks. At level two, your speed is halved. At level three, you get disadvantage on attack rolls and saving throws. And then if I get level four, I lose half my health, half Mm -hmm. my maximum health. 
Yeah, after after three points of exhaustion is where it starts to get scary. At level five, I get my speed is reduced to zero, and at level six, I die. So, with that in mind, my friends, more con saves, please. Elon already, I already rolled. I'll tell you the number in a moment. But can I say just that whole night, since it kind of matches what I got, I stay up, let everybody rest in a cold desert air. So you're staying up the entire night? Um, me as well. It matches what I got. Then you would also take a point of exhaustion. Yeah, I don't have any. I lost my one, right? So mm-hmm. Chatwin doesn't need to sleep, though. I only need to sleep four hours. If I sleep the full eight, can I avoid a level of exhaustion? In other words, she sleeps two long rests in her for her. I would say yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I will allow that. Because I will do that. I will do that. Absolutely. So I wasted another 20. That's two natural 20s I've wasted in a row. <laughs> oh. Oof. Uh, this one's a 12. Okay. Before we set out in the morning, I am just going to get up like... Holy shit, I haven't slept that long in a while. Uh, I just want to sit in like the early morning and I'm going to stand up and just, I'm just taking a look around the horizon and not saying really anything to anyone. I'm obviously talking to Santhavec as I start speaking. Do you think there's a trick to this or is it just sending people out into the middle of the desert? Because I feel like, I feel like it's not just walking out into the deserts or finding something in particular. I feel like even if we were given exact locations on where to go, there would be some trick to it. And you would hear the voice coalesce in the back of your mind. Well, there is always a trick to everything in life. This definitely feels strange that there's been no signs of anything, uh, anyone, especially if someone is out here. There's got to be some way to find them. We just have to look harder today. Do you need me to take over for a bit? That's the thing. I feel like it's not just walking until we find something. I I don't know how to explain it. I just feel like we're missing something. uh, Or is it just this deep in the desert? Is it just on the northern coast of the dunes? Is I don't know. I, I'm mostly asking, what, what do you see from your eyes? What, have you ever encountered anything like this? Do you think that it's just a test of willpower to see how far into the desert we can go? Or do you think there's, I don't know, do you think there's something more to all of this? There are some beings who, if they carry some sort of strong power, they will test others before they offer it to anyone. If they carry something that could cure any disease, regardless of whether or not it can be cured by healing hands or spells, it must be something powerful. They would want to protect it with as much as they possibly could. They will push you to your limits, if that is the case. And I know that you can survive it. You've been doing fine, but... And it almost feels like there's a pressure in your mind drawing your attention over to where Damien is struggling to wake up this morning. There is only so much his body can handle. He is not invincible. Neither are you, but you definitely can endure more than he can. Their bodies are far more fragile. It becomes a question of whether or not you wish to sacrifice your friends because you have different limits. If, if that is even what is going on here. 
I can't say for sure because I don't know what we're dealing with or who. Some little fucked up part of me thinks that um, maybe the point is for us to almost die of thirst and maybe that's the test of wills. I'm not sure. Another fucked up part of me just wants to go running out into the desert now and let the rest of them go back. But the question becomes, will they make it back? Right, because at this point, is it shorter to keep going forward? Because if they turn back now, it's another week of this. Mm-hmm. At least. That's if they don't get themselves turned around in this maze of sand. Well, I have little healing poultices that will do a tiny bit, so... <laughs> Alright, I, I settle in with the decision of, alright, this is what we're doing. Alright. And with that, as... Is there anything else that anyone wants to discuss this morning before you head out into the desert? Just making sure a 12 is a fail, right? Yes, a 12 is a fail. All right, yeah, so Damien's probably, like, looks pale as fuck since he lost half his max health. All right, and what did everyone else roll for the day? Uh, I rolled a two with a total of, what's constitution? Eight, so that's a fail. Elon, you're definitely struggling today as well. Yep. I rolled a nine. Carolyn is also struggling today. Fourteen. Chatwin, you are finally starting to feel the effects of the constant travel and the heat. Everyone is lagging behind today. Everyone failed today. And as you all continue to wander through the desert, struggling to wade through the never-ending dunes of sand, Damien, you start having visions again. At first, it's little bursts of movement here and there uh, on the edges of your vision, almost as if something is rushing by and escaping you. And then, as you crest the dunes again, you spot a small, what looks like a cottage, almost, on the next ridge. Damien is going to put his hand on Elon's shoulder and be like, please tell me that that cottage is real. Elon, who is probably helping Damien still, even though he's tired, looks in a direction he mentions. You do not see the cottage. I don't see it. Wait, Damien, you see a cottage in the distance? Yeah, that way, right there. Take us to it. I want to test a theory. He starts walking towards it. Okay, I follow Damien. Ugh. All right. And... As you crest the hill, the cottage does not disappear from your vision at all, Damien, even as you blink or falter. And he's like, it's, it's right, right here. Touch it. I touch it. And as you reach out and touch it, suddenly it becomes visible to all. <gasps> oh, I knew it! We had to almost, I knew it! <laughs> and that's where we're going to leave it for this evening ladies and gentlemen and ladies thank you all so much for listening to this episode i hope you enjoyed me nearly killing our players out in the desert enjoy Gee, the vindication of g's character of chatwin I Can't knew it! I knew again. it! There was a trick to it! We had to almost die! Everyone else turned back! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed, please be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you want more shenanigans, fun videos, and whatnot... We have plenty of social media platforms for our podcast network, Tabletop Tailspinners, where we make a bunch of other fun shows 
some of which are coming out here very soon. So to keep updated on that, please follow us at Tabletop Tailspinners, all one word, all lowercase. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And uh, if you want even more, then uh, we will be coming out with some subscription tiers here soon on our Ko-fi. But in the meantime, we don't have it out yet. I will announce when we have an exact release date for some of our subscription tiers. But... If you want to keep in the loop in that time, uh, go ahead and follow us on Kofi at Tabletop Tailspinners Network. And you can make one-time donations and we would greatly appreciate it as it helps us make more great content for you. So again, thank you all so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye, y'all. Wait, wait, so the cottage didn't disappear? No! No, it's right here now. <laughs>